Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode brings latest insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this week's episode, we catch up with John Joe Fitzgerald, participant in the Better Farm Sheep Programme and the Chocolate Signpost Programme. We start off with John Joe describing his farming system and a bit of an insight into the type of hill he's working on. We move on to discuss his Joe flock, the breeds he's used and how it has transitioned over the past few years as he's pushed the flock more back onto the hill. John Joe discussed the new Hanna facility which he built, which includes a dip and tank, a batch fault bath, and he also discusses how this has improved flock health performance and the efficiency of carrying out basic tasks within the flock. We finish up discussing this year's lamb crop and his plans to sell them now in the store lamb market. I'm uh, farming in Ballinlochig. I'm five and a half miles west of Dingle and on the westerly slopes among Brandon. Um, it's a hill farm, I suppose. Um, there's 80 hectares of common this year um, and another 20 hectares of uh, leased, what we call a, a rough park, I suppose, here. Um, I use it for lambing. Um, that's basically what I use it for. And then there's 12 uh, hectares of enclosed ground, green ground, um, improved green ground, I suppose. And just, just to give the listeners a bit of an idea, like the type of hill you're running on, you might just give us a wee bit of description. What's it like? Um, I, I suppose the, the way we describe it, I suppose there's, um, it's a good hill, I suppose. That's what I call it. Um, it's, uh, it's like, um, a rough grazing. There's a bit of, um, uh, blanket bog in it and patches here and there. There's a lot of outcrops, stony outcrops and, and stuff like that. Um, it's pretty high, all right, in parts of it, but predominantly a good hill, like it's, and a sheltered hill, you know, from all the, um, the westerlies here, um, the easterly wind, I suppose the southeasterly wind, it's well sheltered in, in the winter time. It's a great place to leave yours on the hill over the winter. And that, that just that common, there's more shares on it as well. Um, there is, yeah, um, I suppose the commonages itself is divided up into three different commonages. Um, it's like a, a, what we call an enclosed comb in Irish, I suppose, to the U-shape. Um, I have the biggest share on the right-hand side of it, which is about, uh, you could say, 98 acres, I suppose. Um, in On the end part of it, then, I suppose I have about 55 acres of a, what you call it, a share in that. And on the left-hand side, then, on the way in, um, there's or just over 50 acres of a, of a share I have in that, but there's about 13 of us in the common in, in total. And look, you have, you have a nice bit of low ground. We're on it there recently for an open day as well. Like that's ground you've worked on over the last number of years to do up. It is, yeah. Um, um, I suppose I have, um, it was parts of it were rough grazing. I suppose it was very rough. Um, I ploughed it up there over the last couple of years. And, um, do you know, it's all green ground now, but it, it's ground, I suppose, I can get into it to top it. Now, if there is the rushes and stuff growing in it, and I can manage it better, you know, the, it's in a paddock system by me, and it works out a lot easier and a lot better for me for to con- control the grazing going through the year. If we just move on to the stock, John Joe, just what are you running at the moment? I know there's been a lot of changes over the last couple of years and still some ongoing, but we say going in this October, what's on the farm? Um, there is about uh, 160, 170 breeding yews there. Um, a lot of them, I suppose, now I'm... It's going back, I suppose, to the Scottish breed. There are still some mixed half-breds there and three-quarter breeds um, of belt clear crosses and textile crosses. And uh, that's basically what's on the farm with us at the moment. Um, I suppose as well, there is um, this year, there is about 70 replacements. Some of them will be bought in from a hill farm, a, um, a closed flock, I suppose, um, which is no problems, health, serious health problems there, you know. And... Uh, 
I'm trying to build the numbers at the moment, going back into the what you call a, a, a predominantly a, a hill farm, a hill stock, I suppose, the Scottish black place. And um, the reason for that, I suppose, uh, Kieran, is I suppose I want to keep my yaws on the hill um, a lot more during uh, the summertime and in the winter time. Um, the way I was going with, with the half reds I had here, like they weren't a, they weren't a hill breed. I wasn't utilizing my hill uh, properly. You know, they were down on the lowland a lot of the time. And the costs associated with it, I suppose, it wasn't working out for me, Kieran. Do you know, the, the costs were gone through the roof and it made no sense. I am going back, to, I suppose, into the Scottish black face. It'll work out a lot better for the farm. It, it's very much, look, it's a flock and transition over the last number of years. And you touched on some of the reasons why, I suppose, John Joe, it's typical enough of what we've seen in a lot of hill firms. You went for that cross, but you, you were getting more output. But as you said, the costs were just reclusive on them. And then when you put them to the hill, you'd mentioned to me in previous times the challenge you keep in condition on them. Was yeah, that was, yeah, that was it. I suppose uh, the costs associated were gone through the roof, and then coming off um, the mountain over the winter, like when you were bringing down to the lowland um, pre-lambing, you know the, the yaws weren't were thin, um, the half widths, and even at the time, I suppose that going to the ram, the body condition score weren't proper on them, and I had a, a lot of problems there with you know empty yaws and stuff like that, and I, I think looking back at it, that was probably a lot of the problems on the farm. And uh, you know the costs, the costs were uh, were going through the roof basically. Yeah, and look, that that managing condition is something that's come through over the years with it. Like, so you're transitioning back to it. You've added that extra yields coming in this year. I suppose the long term aim, John Joe, is you'll be a full hill flock, maybe with a couple of crossbred yields in time, or on the low ground, or what ways is planned at the moment. Um, I suppose um, a full hill flock. I suppose I'll get that right first, and I'll work off of there, and uh, to keep, I suppose, the um, the lowland ground grazed, I suppose, over the summer, um, we might have a, a small flock of um, probably half-reds or um, what you call it, uh, I suppose, a lowland breed on the, on the lowland ground, I suppose, would it be a high, uh, high output, I suppose, uh, a flock that's we're looking for, but that's a bit down the road. I might just ask you a wee bit about the hill breeds running, because the dingle is slightly different. Your crossing, is there a Mayo crossing there as well, or what else is coming in there? Um, I suppose uh, at the moment here, we're carrying uh, three hill rams. Um, two of them would be the Dingle Scotch, and one of them then is uh, the Mayo. And the reason for bringing in the Mayo um, here, I suppose, in West Kerry is we find that the Dingle Scotch has gone that little bit soft. And um, what I'm doing at the moment is leaving the, um, the Mayo onto what you call it, the, my own breed of sheep that I have here. And whatever comes out of him, that I cross the Dingle Scotch back onto the to that again, and the Mayo will bring me the hardiness, and the Dingle Scotch, I suppose, will give me that little bit of a bigger carcass. So look, that's that's something that's going to develop over the next couple of years, John Joe, and as it progresses, um, obviously you'll be tweaking as it goes. Look, one of the other developments over the last couple of years, like you're running the commonage, you're controlling external parasites, scabbing, that's an issue. You built a handling yard a number of years ago. We might just talk a little bit about that. And one part of that was the inclusion of a dipping tank in it. I suppose, maybe just give us a bit of background. Like why did you go down that route? I suppose with the dipping tank here, uh, I suppose there was an old dipping tank beyond to my dad um, on the farm. Um, it wasn't working, I suppose. Um, there was too much work involved with it. And I decided that I'd go down the route of building my own dipping tank there over the last couple of years. And it, it's helped me an awful lot, I suppose, bringing, uh, especially this year, bringing the yaws off the hill at weaning time. Um, the yaws and the lambs were dipped after coming down. 
And um, that helped, I suppose, with the ticks that were on them over the summer and stuff, you know. They cleared up great after getting a dip and they seemed to thrive a lot better. Um, as well as that then, I suppose, going into the winter, um, we'll be dipping here again in October, probably the second week of October, from where we bring the yos off the hill um, to leave to the ram. We'll dip in probably two weeks um, pre-topping and that'll cover us for the sheep scab. And you'll dip all on the one day? Yeah. I suppose you said there, John, it gives you greater control. It can suit when the weather's in it. You can do it then at your own time. You can do it at your own time, but, you know, it's part of the, the new handling facility, which I have built below here. And it, it'll work better. I can dip when I want to dip. Um, with the, the new yard, the sheep handling unit, you know, I can work a lot easier in, in that yard. In terms of the yard itself, you might just give us a bit of background to that, like, I suppose previous this is one of the challenges in the farm. It's a big investment in it. That was a totally new handling yard you built. Um, when did that start? Um, that started, I suppose, about five to six years ago. Um, the handling yard. I was working in the corner of a field before that with pallets and stuff, and it was like a nightmare, I suppose. It's the only way to describe it. And um, I suppose the reason for it, I suppose, at weaning time when we were dividing the yaws up from the lambs, it used to take two days trying to do that work. Now, with the new yard, and what used to take two days before clearing is only taking about half an hour now to do. That's the big difference in it. Off, I suppose, the forcing thing there as well, we have um, a foot bath put in by the last couple of years as well. Um, it's a 16 foot by 8 foot. It's a big batch foot bath. It is enclosed, and we use the zinc sulfate in it. Um, the reason for building it, I suppose, Kieran, we had a lot of foot rot problems on the farm and scald and stuff. And it was getting out of hand, I suppose, in the end, going with bottles of stuff from the vet. And I put this in with the last couple of years. I am... Um, it's a batch foot, a foot bat. I can get about 20 yos plus lambs in there at the same time. Um, they're left standing it for about 10 minutes, um, left out onto the concrete garden here, and they're left stand there for an hour. And I have no problems with foot rustings. That's, that's a covered unit as well. As seen, you know, it, it's a very effective one. Like John Joe, I suppose the two things that I like for an efficiency point of view for yourself and labour input is drastically cut it down. And from an animal performance and welfare point of view, you've seen big improvements. Oh, there is big improvements, you know, um, working the, um, the yaws and the lambs in the pen I have now, like there is a concrete base, it's easier to do here. You feel like doing it, I suppose that's the way to describe it. Um, there's no serious issues with foot rot or foot scalds since I have put the, um, the what you call it, and, um, the foot bath in. And um, what you call it, uh, you know, it makes life a lot easier, Kieran. Do you know, the, it used to be a struggle pre, uh, pre the yard, I suppose, uh, pre the dipping tank and pre the, the foot bath. Do you know, it's a pleasure now to work with the yos, do you know, and stuff. And uh, we're not getting any younger. The bones are beginning to creak, I suppose. So, <laughs> as I say, going forward, and as well as that, Kieran, I suppose, um, I have a young family here as well. Like, And uh, if I was working the way that we used to work here years ago, you know, it would be very hard for me to bring the young crowd into farming. So at least they can see this working easier. And uh, the, the hard work is taken out of it, basically. I think it's one investment, John Joe. Anyone that does it never regrets it, so they don't. Look, if we just to move along slightly, like this year's lamb crop, um, you haven't started selling yet from it. What's the plan with them? Um, the plan with them, Kieran, I suppose they'll be sold to stores below in Dingle March here. And, um, you know, we don't have the weight to go to the factory. All right, there might be five or six of them there, which would be factory lambs. But um, 
The rest of them will be sort of stores below in Dingle Work out a lot better for me. There's a good price for them this year. Everybody seems to be happy with what they're getting at the moment. So that's the route I'm going to go down. I suppose it ties in with the farming system as well. You're trying to keep that low ground from this time of year on. You'll bring the ewes back down from eight and build a bit of condition on them. It is, yeah. Do you know, um, if they're around too long this time of the year, do you know, they're eating up grass, which I need for the ewes when they come off of the hill. And, you know, we bring the ewes down here a couple of weeks um, pre-tipping and stuff to get them dipped and stuff. And I need that green ground, you know, uh, to put not to put a condition on them, but just to keep them ticking over nicely pre-tipping. John Joe, look, it was great catching up with you today. There's a lot more we could talk with you, but I've held up yeah, enough of your time. Uh, thanks very much for coming on. Thanks, Kieran. Okay, we're going to finish the episode up at this point. I'd just like to thank John Joe again for giving up his time to be with us and giving us a bit of an insight into his farming system. You can find out more about John Joe's farm and other participants in the Better Farm programme on the Better Farm page on the Chagos website and also in the Better Farm updates to come out in the monthly newsletter. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates from our sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagas Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and listen in to any of our episodes.